Welcome to the Camp Deer Run Podcast. I'm Ty Ford coming to you from the piney woods of Camp Deer Run. We hope this podcast will encourage you and keep you on the path following Jesus every day. Hey everyone, I'm glad you're back with us today. It is a beautiful morning out here at Camp Deer Run and I hope that wherever you are, whatever you're doing right now, that you know that we love you and we hope that you are doing well and walking with the Lord. You know, this podcast is meant to help encourage you, to help kind of push you towards God, to keep you focused on Him and I pray that that is what it's doing, that it's helping you out. So keep coming back every week. We'll post a new episode each Tuesday. One week will be a lesson from me, and the next will be an interview with one of our summer staff members from 2020. So I hope that you'll continue to come back and be encouraged. You know, our theme this summer was stay on the path. And so we've taken that, and we're using that as the theme for this podcast for this year, for 2020. And I think it's so important in this strange very uncertain year that we have the focus on Jesus and on staying on the path that he has created for us, being his people. You know, when when you're not able to go to church sometimes because of the virus, or when you're not able to be maybe as part of the youth group just in the same way you have before at your church, or, you know, school's different. There's just so many things that have changed for this season. It can be really difficult to not get off the path and kind of lose focus and move to the right or to the left of where we should be. And so I really hope that this podcast can be something that reconnects you with your camp experience and even more so reconnects you to God and can help you to remember you're not alone in this. There's a whole lot of other people, a lot of other Camp Deer Run campers and staff and alumni who are also going through some strange times right now. So keep your faith, keep your focus on Jesus, and stay on this path. Today, three words is really what we're going to be talking about. It's pretty uh, amazing that my counselor, when I was, oh, I don't even know, probably 12, maybe 13, uh, we were actually up at Juke Bath House and... uh, uh, washing her hands or whatever and about to leave and my counselor whose name was Jeff I really don't know his last name because I was 12 and you know some of those details you don't recognize when you're 12 but his first name was Jeff and uh, Jeff said you know Ty attitude is everything and he went on to talk about having a good attitude I don't think I was having a bad attitude at the time, but he was sharing his wisdom with me there in Chuke Bathhouse uh, that day. And it stuck with me, the simple saying, but it's so true. The attitude that we have affects our actions. It affects the way we talk to others. It affects the way that we approach an activity. So attitude is everything. Philippians tells us our attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. And that's a challenging thought. Today, I want to share with you three attitudes that I think if we possess these mindsets or these 
these outlooks, um, you know, these attitudes that we will be able to go through life and stay on God's path, that we will learn and we will grow because I think attitude is everything. And so I want to encourage you today to listen to these three attitudes and just kind of check yourself. Think about the way that that you approach life. Think about the way that you walk through your day and are these attitudes that, that you possess. I know that this challenges me to consider these attitudes as well. So let's jump in and talk about it. first attitude that I believe that we as Christ followers should have as we go through this life is the attitude that I've got a lot to learn. The attitude of, man, I have got a lot to learn. Why is that important? Well, I mean, if you already know everything, if you already know it all, there's not a whole lot left for you to learn. And the attitude of, you know, being proud, of being a know-it-all, of being someone that I got it all figured out, that is a crippling thing because you don't need help from others. You don't need to listen to anyone else. You don't need to try new things. You just do what you want to do. I mean, it really, it's a selfish attitude to think I've got this all figured out. And sadly, it's going to leave you not needing God because you already know it all. I think that we can fall prey to this at so many different moments in our life. We can fall prey to this in not wanting to listen to people who are older than us, because we think, they don't understand me, when really, (laughs) I'm a young person. I've got a lot to learn. Um, We can fall prey to this once we're older, by thinking, what do they know? They're young, and not wanting to listen in that way. If we have the attitude that I already know it, then we have no room to learn new things. And I'm telling you, God has a lot to teach you and to teach me. And it's all about, are we willing to learn? Are we willing to listen? Or do we already have it all figured out? I was thinking about this it cracked me up because I came home from work one day and my little boy Josiah who's seven he's in second grade he had come home from school and you know we looked through his his folder that he brings home and there's things that they've done at school and pages that he's filled out and stuff well there was a sheet of paper and at the top it says bubble brain versus brick brain and I was like what's this about Jos? And so he told me, you know, he he told me a little bit about it. But it was hilarious that in second grade, their teacher was pointing out to her students the importance of having bubble brain and not brick brain. And I guess I could have put it that way today. But the attitude of I've got a lot to learn is is bubble brain. Brick brain is hard. It, you know, it's impenetrable. Um, Nothing's going to make its way in. And we want to be... A people, I want to be a person who has the attitude that, man, I've got a lot to learn because that way I'm going to listen because I really do have a lot to learn all the time. I want to ask questions because, man, there's a lot of learning that I can get done by just asking some good questions 
and I want to be willing to try new things. It's not comfortable to try new things a lot of times because, well, it's just much easier to stick with what you're used to. And it's hard, you know, when you try to go and do something you haven't done before, you make mistakes, it's not easy, but you learn and you grow from it. So I've got a lot to learn is a huge attitude. Now, I just pulled up, I took a picture of bubblegum brain versus brick brain and the actual sheet of paper uh, that was brought home. And so here's some attitudes, some are bubble brain and some are brick brain, and the exercise was to highlight the ones that were bubble brain. So let's just focus on that, not so much the brick brain. But great mistakes help me learn. I can change. I can get smarter. This looks tricky, but it'll be fun to try. I'm going to try. I like to try new things, even if they're hard. Making mistakes when I'm trying things gives me an opportunity to learn. I need to try and do it differently to discover if there's a better way. These are just some of the things that were on the paper. Joe did a good job crossing off the brick brain and highlighting the bubble brain. And, you know, it's a funny thing to think about, but if it was important for second graders to have the right attitude as they approach their learning, I don't think anything has changed for me or you as we've gotten older. So let's have the attitude that I've got a lot to learn because, wow, do I want God's Spirit to be teaching me and speaking to me. I want to be open and paying attention and listening for God, whether He speaks to me uh, through a preacher or a teacher or a podcast, whether He speaks to me through my friends, whether He's teaching me as I just make mistakes and I learn, I have got a lot to learn. I don't want to be an arrogant person. I don't want to think that I've got it all figured out. I want to be trusting in God and recognizing a key attitude. I've got a lot to learn. The second attitude that I think is so important, and we just look straight at Jesus to find this one, it's the attitude that I am here to serve. You know, in Mark chapter 10, and almost every gospel, there's a story of uh, Jesus washing his disciples' feet, uh, and Jesus at some point saying that the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And I think that that right there tells us if we're going to be like Jesus, it's not about me being served by other people. I am here to serve. I mentioned Philippians chapter 2 already, but I'll go ahead and read a little bit of it. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, something to be held on to, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Jesus, the Son of God, did not come, he did not arrive into this world to be served, for others to serve him. He came to serve us, to serve the world. As the Son of God who did that, he left heaven. So when you think about 
the attitude Jesus showed in this scripture in Philippians chapter 2. When it says he's in the very nature of God, it means he was, he was the same as God. He was uh, not like us. He was God. But when he left heaven, he became like us. He was found in human likeness, is what it said there in verse 7. He did not consider his equality with God something to be held on to. So in other words, he did not consider staying in heaven, holding on to uh, being right there with God, something to be held on to. Instead, he made himself nothing, is what it says. Um, and you, when you look into the words that were written in the original language, another way that you could look at this is he emptied himself and made himself into the very nature of a servant in human likeness. He didn't hold on to his position, to his place. He actually left the very best place you could be next to God in heaven. And he came down to earth and took on human form and became a man and was like us in that way. But he emptied himself. For us to have an attitude, I'm here to serve, it means we have to let go. We have to empty ourselves of a lot of us, of our desire. Because you know what? It's nice to be comfortable. It really does feel good to be comfortable. But serving is hard work. Serving is not about being comfortable. And so it kind of goes against our natural desire for comfort to look to the needs of others. But that's what we must do. I'm here to serve. I'm not here to be served. I'm not here for others to have to take care of me. That doesn't mean I can't enjoy allowing people to help me. But it means that my attitude, my mindset, I'm looking for ways to serve other people because I'm here to serve. So I want to challenge everybody to take on that attitude. It doesn't matter whether you are at school or at home or at work. There is someone that you can serve. There is some way that you can show them, the people that you're with, that you have the attitude that I'm here to serve, just like my King, my Lord Jesus, came to serve and not to be served. So look around today at school, tomorrow whenever you go back, or look around at work or when you're at home tonight. Who can you serve? How can you walk into that building or into your home and practice the attitude, I am here to serve. Look for ways to do that and begin to think about that and make sure that you're not walking around expecting others to do things for you, but you're considering their needs looking to the needs of others and blessing them because you are here to serve. All right, so our final attitude we're going to talk about, I think, is maybe the most important because the others kind of hang off of these. If you don't get this one right, then you're going to have a skewed perspective uh, as you walk through life. Very, very important to have the attitude that I need Jesus. I need Jesus. This is going to go against some of the other podcasts you may listen to or some books you may have read. 
because there's a lot of people beginning to teach in the world even i've seen some commercials pushing this message that i'm enough that you are enough you're good enough i mean the words you are enough and guess what you're not and neither am i i'm not enough i'm not good enough and neither are you you are not good enough and here is the message of the gospel of jesus because of jesus i can be good because of jesus god looks at me and sees the blood of christ upon me and accepts me as his child it's not about me being good enough it's about jesus and what god has done for us through him we cannot walk through this life thinking i'm enough telling ourselves i'm enough because you're fooling yourself you know you're not that is the message of the gospel is that we could not save ourselves that we could not rescue ourselves out of the dominion of darkness as colossians chapter 1 calls it but god in his great love sent jesus to die for us those of us who were powerless Romans chapter 5 says, while we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. That's me and you, those who were not good enough. You know what happens when you walk around pumping yourself up, trying to tell yourself, I'm enough. I'm enough. Deep down inside, there's a void, which if you don't know what that word means, there's a hole. There is a big hole in your life, in your mindset, because you know deep down inside you just can't get it right. You're not perfect. You're not good enough. But yet you're trying to listen to what the world or these other teachers are telling you, and you're trying to go through life being good enough or, or trying to understand that you are enough. And the reality is, is you're not. It's so much easier if you will accept God's Word and the fact that you have a deep, real need for Jesus in your life. You need His blood to save you. You need the sacrifice that He made for you. And He did it to honor His Father, and He did it because He loves you, and He wanted you to be His brother and His sister. Man, it's the beauty of the gospel that I need Jesus and guess what? He came. He took on the form of a human. He left heaven. And he came down here and he was not served. He gave up his life so that I could be God's child. So that I could be redeemed and rescued from sin and darkness and walk in the light and be on his path with him. I mean, you, I hope you can hear it in my voice. It, it ticks me off that the world, and even that people are twisting God's word to tell you that you're enough, that you can go through this life and you can do it, you're enough. You should have that attitude about yourself and that mindset because it's, it's not true. It goes against the gospel because if I'm enough, then I didn't need Jesus because I'm enough and I should you know, proudly go through life and you know, the, the sayings of, uh, you do you, be who you are, all that stuff. Like, no, I belong to God because I've been purchased by, 
God with the blood of his son. I'm his man, his servant. So please recognize the importance of having the attitude, I need Jesus. Romans 5, 6 through 8. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrated his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 and 5, it says, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It's by grace you have been saved. These verses are so powerful and so good. The last one, Colossians chapter 1, my very favorite verse. And it says, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have the redemption, the forgiveness of sins. I need Jesus. I'm not enough. I'll never be enough. Without him, I can't do anything. That's what John chapter 15 says. I don't want to be apart from him. I don't want to try to go through this life being enough. Because Jesus, he is enough. And I want him. I need Jesus. You know, it is so good to get to just sit here and share these things. I miss seeing you guys. I miss having campers and staff at camp during the year. Even when there's no COVID going on, it's just great when camp is in session and God's word is being taught. And so I hope that this podcast is doing that for you and encouraging you. So whether you're young or old or somewhere in the middle, I want you to recognize attitude is everything. It matters so much. Walk through this life knowing, hey, I've got a lot to learn. I am here to serve. And most of all, I know that I need Jesus. I need him to save me. I need him to redeem me. I need him to lead me. I need him to show me the way to walk on this path. I need Jesus, and I want to be covered in his blood. I don't want to go through this life acting like I'm enough. I would much rather be at peace knowing that it's not about me. It's not about me being perfect. It's not about me being good enough. I just want to love him, be near him, and obey him and enjoy the blessings that come from knowing He's my King, He's my Savior, He's my friend. I hope that you've been encouraged today, hopefully a little bit challenged too. I love you guys. I hope you'll come back in a couple weeks to hear another lesson. Next week uh, on Tuesday, we'll be posting an interview with one of our summer staff members, and I know you'll soak up some good things from hearing what this looks like in their life as they serve God and follow Him and stay on His path. So have a blessed week. Continue to walk with the Lord. And as you think of camp, I want you to think of God and all that He has done for you. And let that be the thing when you consider the great times you've had at camp 
that comes to mind is that God loves you. You're valuable and precious to Him. And you know it because you've experienced Him at Camp Deer Run. Y'all have a great week.